Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Women in Limerick and around the country can't get a potentially life-saving smear test. And uh, the Irish independents Ralph Regal and Jennifer Purcell, originally from Limerick but now living in London, who was diagnosed with cervical cancer last year and had treatment in the UK, are both uh, with us. And uh, good morning uh, to you. Um, Ralph, what's going on here? What, what are the circumstances that have led to this? Yeah, I mean, it's really all to do with the COVID-19 pandemic. And our story in The Independent was revolving around a statement from Stephen Teep, who's from Carrigaline in County Cork. And a lot of your listeners, Joe, will, will, will remember that he was one of the high-profile um, campaigners in terms of the whole cervical check um, controversy here in Ireland. Um, Stephen's wife, Irene, died um, from cervical cancer. Basically what happened was she, she passed away in July 2017 leaving two children, Oscar and Noah, and sadly they were aged just four and two years. Now she'd been diagnosed with stage two cancer in 2015, but this followed two false negative smear tests in 2010 and 2013. And Mr. Teep's position basically is that look, everyone understands that the ground rules changed for everything because of the COVID-19 pandemic and certain measures for, for, for public health and public safety had to be taken. But his point is that we don't have a roadmap. We don't have any explanation or plan or framework for when vital medical testing and screening is going to be resumed. And he made the point, he said that, you know, at the moment, he said, you know, a woman can walk into a DIY store and buy a tin of paint but if she needs to get a potentially life-saving smear test done, she can't. She, she can't. And, and the reality is, you know, while people understood at the start of this pandemic the reasons for the suspension, he said, really, they need to know when is testing going to start again? What are the procedures involved? And his big fear, as he explained, is that if the longer we wait, the bigger the backlog. And the bigger the backlog, the bigger the potential for future tragedies involving women in vital medical tests. Yeah. Jennifer Purcell, what do you make of this? Morning, Joe. Morning. Um, it's quite frustrating um, as someone who's been in that position, to be honest. Um, and I think for me, you know, I agree with everything that Stephen has said in that, you know, it's just a lack of understanding why um, these services are still paused and why we have no guidance on when and how they will resume. Um, and just yesterday, I saw that, you know, the Sunbed Association um, of Ireland and the UK are getting ready to open their Sunbed shops um, in phase two next week. And for me, that's incredibly frustrating to see that, you know, I I can go in and use a Sunbed that could potentially cause me, you know, cancer, um, skin cancer and things like that. But yet it's not safe for me to get a vital smear test done. Um, and I think that's uh, quite frustrating. And when I share that, I think a lot of women found that incredibly frustrating as well to see. Are these services still up and running across the water, Jennifer? Um, they are in England, but they've been paused in the rest of the UK. So I think in England, um, you know, they may be lagging behind a bit or some appointments may be delayed. But the service is still running um, as far as I'm aware. And Ralph, the thing is, it's not just obviously about smear tests. You know, a lot of similar services uh, are being affected in Ireland. 
yeah, it's going to be a huge challenge. Um, I think going forward, Joe, uh, obviously the major concern at the moment is this potential for a second surge in COVID-19 cases. Um, that's always the case with major viral pandemics, is that there tends to be a second surge, and controlling that and preventing that is the priority. But the longer this goes on, the greater the delay, the greater the backlog, not just for smear tests, but right across the board in terms of vital um, you know, health procedures, health checks, health monitoring. And that's the concern, is that while we have to have a balanced approach, that while protecting people from COVID-19, we have to also make sure that we're providing potentially life-saving services um, and treatments um, for a whole range of other um, illnesses. And it's trying to strike that balance and trying to get things right. I mean, I think everyone realises that until there is a vaccine, uh, the world is not going to be the same as it was, you know, pre-early February or pre-January. So a vaccine is going to be really the only thing that's going to return us to a state of normality. But how do you adapt to things like PPE, social distancing, to allow these vital services to resume? Yes, and as Jennifer says, there's no visibility at all as to when they will in Ireland. No, and that's the point, and and I think that's very much what Mr. Teep is saying, is that people need to have you know, clarity about, well, look, this is what the government is considering. This is the rough framework. We're going to do this by this date. If this happens, if the number of cases are below what, we can do that by the next date so that they have something to work for. And if there are delays, if there are problems, well, I think people will understand on the, on the against the background of a viral pandemic. But having no information is actually quite frightening. And I think that's the, the problem, is that a lot of people want to know, well, when can I get these tests done? You know, and, and the concern, obviously, is, is there going to be such a backlog that we could be talking weeks or possibly even months before tests are conducted and results are available? Yeah. Jennifer Purcell, with your media and journalist hat on, is the Maddie McCann story making big headlines in London and in the UK today? Yeah, it seems to be front page story, I think, uh, kind of dominating all the papers, to be honest. Um, and there's so much going on in the world as well, like to have it kind of dominating everything. Um, is, is definitely something we weren't expecting to happen this week, I think. Yeah, and Ralph, it is a, an extraordinary story and it just shows how deep uh, it, it penetrated in people's minds that despite the COVID-19 pandemic, it's something a lot of people are talking about today. Oh, very much so. And um, I think, you know, any family that's been on holidays, it's, you know, it's the worst nightmare. I mean, I remember we, we were actually on holidays with our own kids um, and we came home the week before Madeline disappeared. Now, we weren't in Portugal, but I remember watching this at the time and going, oh my, you, can you imagine the circumstances and the situation? And it's never really left the, the public spotlight for a number of different reasons. And to see such significant development, which this certainly appears to be um, 13 years after the original disappearance, is it, it, quite astonishing. And it, I think it's going to dominate headlines for some time to come. Mm. Well, Ralph Regal, you've written a very interesting book yourself and we're going to have you back on the show next week uh, to talk about it. Uh, another case that gripped people and continues to grip people uh, in Ireland, uh, France and uh, elsewhere. So we look forward to that and thank you very much for talking to us uh, this morning. Ralph Regal from the Irish Independent and uh, Limerick woman Jennifer Purcell, uh, who's based in London. Call Limerick today now on 461995.